Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Bookish and the Brave. In this most recent episode, we highlight the story of Sterling, how he came to Boshan, how he came to Baldtop Library, and his history with the mysterious organization called the Delvers. The Delvers exist on the borderlands of Waterworld and the Plain of Bonsaro. Within the region of Neptunia, they operate in the military city of Marantorn. And here in this episode, we discover what happened to Sterling. And so for now, our story continues. As winter settles in, the surf of the Mavi Ocean crashes against the black rocks. Upon the black rocks, Bald Top Library sits as a citadel and bastion of knowledge, wisdom, and truth. The lights flicker in the fading sun, and soon enough, night begins to fall. The scent of orange blossoms near the orange blossom gem rise slowly and filter throughout the citadel. A window cracks, is cracked open in your dorm, allowing in the salty air and the darkness from the sky. Your feet begin to itch within your dorm, and soon enough, you find yourself outside in your natural environment walking around Ball Top Library. Students have all begun to retire in shift, though late into the night there are scribes burning by continual flame and even candle and firelight studying and raking over thousands and thousands of letters and pages. A few minstrels break out into a spontaneous song. In the distance, you can hear the, the grunts and the groans of the Orange Blossom Gymnasium come to a close as sore muscles close out for the day. And there they are, your family, the constellations, all winking back at you reminding you of part of who you are. And Sterling, as you walk around this dark night where the moon is pale and low on the horizon, how do you appear and to where do your feet wander? So Sterling's in his um, kind of common clothes. He wasn't on official duty, so he's not out in his bookends robes. Um, he's got his beard kept short still, um, but it's swaying gently to the breeze. Uh, his skin is um, crisp as it always is in the nights when the cool is a little cooler and the water on his skin just kind of um, freezes just a little bit, um, kind of refreshing uh, on his skin and his bald head. Um, his feet are wandering. Uh, he heard the grunts and groans and he's not much one for physical exercise, but he did smell that sweet sea breeze and his um, feet are leading him in that direction um, he's paying attention to what's going on around him he's always very perceptive of the people and the kind of what they're doing 
um, always on kind of guard um, to make sure that he's uh, catching any whispers that are going around, anything that he could pay attention to, help out with, or any need that may arise. As you walk around the court of air, you see one of the students, one of the witnesses robed in purple. One of the witnesses robed in purple approaches you and says, hello, settle a bet for me and my friends. (laughs) If you had to preserve knowledge, wisdom, or truth at any cost, is it therefore then lawful to sacrifice your morality to uphold those two. He appears a little inebriated, but looks you up and down as you appear as a person of authority. I don't believe so. Um, I think that wouldn't be very wise to do. It uh, would come back and bite you in a different way. I don't believe. I think there is free thinking and curiosity in it, but I would never go that far to say that it's okay to sacrifice morals for the sake of it. Isn't it true that knowledge, wisdom, and truth informs our morals? The more we know, the more we understand. We uh, updated, update, updated our morals over time. Um, no, I believe that morals have been instilled since the beginning. And yes, as certain opinions might have changed, uh, I don't believe that uh, the inner workings of the universe have changed. He's starting to sound like one of those old faith preachers. <laughs> oh, I don't know much about that. I, I, I try to do what's right in the moment. He sees that Sylvia is approaching and he raises up a hand and says, well, thank you for your wonderful insight. I'll now go impress my professors with what I do know. Speaking of, he scurries away and Sylvia sees and says, he talks a lot in class. You can call it talking. It sounds like rambling to me. It's as if he's trying to figure out what he believes in using my class as a platform for doing so. Sterling, what do you find yourself doing this evening? Oh, I'm just following the stars, following my nose, you know, seeing where the night takes me. I uh, find myself quite restless. There is someone who wishes to see you. They did not wish to come into Baltop Library. They're outside beyond the wall. Um, I myself will accompany you as well as two mages in case anything comes untoward. Do you think you need to bother the other two bookins? Oh, no. Um, Hawkins deep in his, his gadgetry and, and Vaughn's off training somewhere. I think I heard them uh, end his, uh, for the night. So no, I, I think I can, with you and two mages? No, I feel, I feel safe. You will do all right. He called you by name, fit your description perfectly, and um, claimed he was, uh, by name, Sasha of the Delvers. She walks along with you. She pauses for a minute, allowing you to speak first. But in case there was too long of a pause, she starts to open her mouth and speak. How do you proceed? Oh, she's... Uh, oh, uh, the, the Delvers. Wow, that's something I haven't heard of in, in a while. Uh, no, yeah, um... Yeah, I guess, I guess we should attend to that. So you are familiar with them? Um, yeah, you could say that. Uh, they're familiar with me, too. Very well. Would you like privacy when upon speaking with this person, this Sasha? Um, yeah, yes. If you don't mind, that'd be, that'd be great, Sylvia. Well, thank you. Thanks for looking out for me. Absolutely. We will remain in contact with an earshot. 
she leads you outside down below the cliffs and you start to get off the path that runs parallel to the walls of Bald Top Library. When you move down the cliff, uh, Sylvia waits behind some rocks and the two mages are not within sight. She motions to you towards a single figure who's wearing a fish scale robe, his cowl above his head. Strong and muscular he appears, though completely unadorned, except for some small coverings covering his waist and the fish scale robe. He carries with him a large spear slung across his back. As you approach, he turns and looks at you, and indeed it is Sasha, one of the partners in the Delver. As a triton, he appears as a strong, fit man, scales on his skin and gills behind his ears, his eyes black as the night, and his lips pursed tight. He looks at you. Well, Starling, very good to see you again. <laughs> of all the places, I did not expect to find you here, and save it were not for that note you left for us, I could not have found you. I would have spent my time wasting away in Boshan. How goes your day? Are you not cold? It's a bit chilly out here. Um... Please, there's nothing that 30,000 feet could not prove to be more dangerous than these chilly winds. Mm. In fact, they quite find it a little bit repulsive being this high above elevation, but cold. <laughs> No, nothing is cold except the news I bring you. But before I begin, Kondo-san wants to know how you are faring. Oh, he asked after me specifically. <laughs> specifically, for to be quite honest, we all had a bet on whether or not you'd be alive by now. Oh. I will tell you as a confidant that you were sent on a fool's errand to go investigate Boshan. The, the Kondo-san knows plenty well of the tradings and going on there. Well, Sasha, did, did, did you bet on me being alive or be, me being dead? You know me as well as anybody that I do not take the time to place bets. I simply oh. let the chips fall where they may. And if I did bet against you, my friend, I would not disclose that to you in person. Okay, because I'm technically both. Because I did die, but you know, I, I'm here still. Can you give me an account of what happened? Keeping in mind that Kondo-san asked you to go to Boshan and investigate the trade options. Were you successful? Yeah. Um, I mean, I went into a store, um, but I, I, you know, and I spoke to a few people. I started to make contacts and I had every intention of, of letting him know. Um, but uh, he, yeah, uh, I got mixed up and it wasn't long until everything went a little south and... Uh, and yeah, I, I was defending a shopkeeper and um, these arcanists, they just started firing missiles at me out of nowhere. And and, and, and yeah, they, they they hurt a lot. And I just remember everything going black um, and then uh, waking up outside of Ocean um, in, 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 the, in, the, in the mud and in the muck, but, but awake and, and alive. But I had a, a sense that something wasn't quite right with, with, with me and so, I kind of wandered a bit of a daze, and but but I met this man while I was in town called Halel, and he uh, he he wanted to teach me about this stuff and give me I knowledge. Oh, pause sorry. you for a second. You're speaking so intense. You need to tell me. So you were successful in the mission, and that you encountered a shop owner, and the shop owner. What did he specialize in? Um, he he had supplies for adventuring and, and wares for travel, um, and uh, he was. This mm. was the first shop you stopped at. 
Yeah, yeah, it you, was the fish. Okay. You know, there is hard ways that I can reward this in a way that does not deem you incompetent. Mm. A favorite word of Kondo-san's. Nevertheless, I ask you to proceed. This Halal, was he an important person, no? Yeah, he was recruiting people to bolt up and, and you know, sent me for information, to gather information on the surface. And he told me of this wonderful library. And you know how much I love the books back home and, and spending time and, and, and learning so that I could be, you know, the most used to most people. Uh, and so I figured, you know, it was part of the mission to, to, to learn more. I mean, this was a place of knowledge. Everyone who was the smartest of the smart gathered here and brought it to um, all kinds of things. And... And I've been able to study and learn, and, and it could benefit the Delvers. It, it can. I mean, yeah. That's why I left you a message. Make your persuasion check. Ah, natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> wow. With the total? Uh, with the total of 23. Very good. All right. So, uh, after all your flabbery, you cut quickly to the chase and speak the magic words. Oh, it's hello. Favorite information. This bolt top, we have researched it, we know it very well and indeed trade with it. You have gained access here. Do you have any sort of status? Uh, I'm called a, a bookend, actually. Bookend. Ah, yes. Um, yeah, I'm sort of, you know, like back in Marantorn where there's military and they protect from, you know, anything that bad could come out of, uh, you know, the, the underwater plane. Uh, I kind of protect the knowledge and protect any outside uh, influences over, over, the, uh, over the place. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite fascinating, really. They've given me these robes that change colors. I can go anywhere. I'm kind of my own authority. It's, oh, it, of course, uh, you know, Kondo-san is my authority, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's refreshing. He reaches into his bag and pulls out some shrimp, begins picking on them and spitting these skins out into the sea. So this, um, this bookend that comes with privileges, it comes with authority. I have to ask this question. <laughs> Settle a bet for us. What did Halal see in you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, uh, well, really, it was just a childlike wonder of being you know, learning of meeting new things. It was, it was uh, that he, I don't, I don't really know. He kind of questioned it there at the end. Um, Let me tell you something. I'll tell you this as a confidant. Sterling, you sell yourself, you sell yourself short too often. I would not tell anybody that someone doubted you when they put you in a clear position of authority. Makes them look crazy or makes you look like a liar. Mm. You are either another, unless this man is crazy himself. I'll leave that out of my report. Thanks. I told Kondo-san that you uh, decided to operate under a certain directive and redirecting your thoughts away from Boshan and putting your activities into becoming a secret service agent for this walled-up library. Yeah, that, that sounds better. That made me feel uh, a lot better about my decisions. I mean, it wasn't really much of a choice. Seems as, you know, I died and everything, but... Yeah, um, tell me about this. So you died. Yeah, I, I did on, on the floor. Um, I felt the pain and, and I saw this person with a, a long robe uh, kind of walk over me. And, and um, I, I don't remember much, but I do remember a, a, a voice. It's an older lady's voice and it kind of asking me questions. And, and then there was a large diamond and, and pain. The pain all came back and... 
next thing I knew, I was uh, being nudged by Halal's brother, Halith. And um, yeah, he took us to the Laughing Ghost Inn, uh, where we started our adventure. His eyebrows furrows them for a bit as if he's thinking. He grips his spear tightly from his side and says, you're well protected here, I see, but um, uh, I will say no more. What you just indicated requires a personal visit with Kondo-san. I assume you will agree. Um, y- yeah, yeah, of course, yes. He's my authority, uh, uh, yes. Let us, let us find a pool then. Okay. And do you know of any pools nearby? Let's look over here. And he points towards the black rocks that are lying at the base near the ocean, and there's a small seawater that is collected, forming a small three-foot pool. Yes, that, that, that works nicely. Yeah. All right. He pulls you in closer, and together your feet step in the salty, cold water. You begin to feel it biting around your skin. He takes a vial from his necklace, pops out the cap, and drops one single blue drop into the seawater. Kondosan, we summon you forth. water begins rippling and you feel the rocks begin to slightly vibrate as if attending and pulling and drawing some powerful presence within seconds your eyes are cast upon this seawater that now transforms into a large throne room of coral surrounded by merfolk swimming carrying tridents and conches as trumpets A large dragon turtle of a gargantuan size sits there breathing slowly, his white, lidless eyes peering into the darks and the depths of Marantorm. He exhales. What is it? Sasha, you call me? Who is that with you? Is it not Sterling, prodigal son? in whom all hope had been lost. Speak and announce yourself. Y- yes, sir, it is me, Sterling. Um, I-, I am alive and well. Um, there is a problem, he says, cutting to the chase. Your Excellence, Most High Kondo-san. He possibly has been compromised due to him dying, being taken captive while he's in motion and waking up in a strange field with very little recollection of what happened. Kondo-san steps forward strongly, getting closer to the scrying and you can see his large nostril that can swallow your body. His eye peers into the sea glass as if he was looking right up at you and says, I will determine if there's a possibility. Speak, Sterling, your case. Is it not true that you died? Very little recollection of what happened. Yes, sir, uh, that is true. I I have told Sasha everything I know. Um, 
I was uh, mortally wounded with some some magic that wrecked my body with pain. And then I had small recollection of someone picking me up and moving me. And then next thing I knew, I was in a, a field in the mud and the dirt. This is most incomprehensible and unfathomable that you allowed yourself to fall into enemy hands and allow your mind and body to be compromised. There is very little I can do from here and Sasha does not have the appropriate measures to delve deep into your body and soul to determine your alignment. Do you understand? Yes, sir. I, I understand. An agent. A merfolk. Large blue hair with sparkling diamonds embedded into her skin. She bows forth and begins to whisper slightly into the dragon turtle's ear. He huffs, very accurate, very true. There is a way that I could determine your compromise and your alignment. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel the same. I'm... Feelings are irrelevant. Yes, sir. As yes, sir. a Delver, I command you to dip your body into the pool. Sasha, get your fish scale skins away and allow me to concentrate on Sterling's mind. So you see him do just that, sort of fall down to his knees and gently turn his back and lay in the pool, head up, staring at the stars as he prepares himself to surrender. And suddenly, as you dip into the pool, you see yourself close to the dragon turtle, his eye glancing over you, never blinking, always staring. Relax your body, empty your mind, relinquish your soul that I may explore what territory may have been marred by evil vices. He shows you, lying on a stone-cold stone within a dungeon. There's a woman in the corner with long white hair white robes, tall, like Sylvia, though her face not turned towards you. A figure stands in the corner and says, go to the end of the road. Go to the end of the road. You see a diamond placed on your chest. You hear Kondo-san sigh. Before the diamond is placed on the chest, the white-skinned hand of the woman begins to spill a potion over your head, anointing you and rubbing the oil into your temples. You see a dark hood, faceless, lean over you and begin to whisper. Though the voice is undetectable, 
you sense a presence in your mind and you and Kondo-san are standing there in the corners of your mind and that figure with the hood, the white eyes, begins speaking the word. Kondo-san turns to look at it, walks over to it, the figure disappears. In this small room, representing your mind, Kondo-san sighs, and suddenly you are thrust out of the water, barely gasping for breath. The cold air whips against you and bites, and the first thing that catches your eye is the constellation, the archer, present, ever watchful, looking over you. Sasha pulls you up. Sylvia is now present as well. The two mages standing guard. Sasha says, he is okay. He is all right. I think the ritual is complete. What happened? What did you do? He is just talking to Kandosan, the excellent leader of the Delvers in Merentorm of Neptunia. Did he not tell you? He said nothing. Wake up. Sylvia standing over here. Starling. 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 Sylvia. Oh. <sighs> Sit up. Yes, yes. Uh, he's shivering. He's just shaking uncontrollably. Yes. <laughs> Are you okay? Said mm. Sylvia. Sasha cut straight to the chase. What did you see? I saw. I saw. I, I saw mm, yeah. Do you have. Do you have to answer that? Uh, uh He is. He is here to find out from me. He. He means me no harm. Uh uh, yes, I, I will answer. I, I was inside my mind and cast back to that time that I died and I saw it all. There was two people. Someone like you, Sylvia, was there, but, 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 but white hair, uh, old, and, and she, was, she was chanting and, and anointing me and, and placed a big diamond on my chest, but there was someone else there, that, that dream that that I had go to the end of the road and that, that voice that voice that haunts me and then and, and we went we were in my head in, in a room and, and, and he was there with white eyes and Kondo-san dismissed him but I, I don't know what it means he did not dismiss the thought it is still there that is a memory you have it is very difficult to erase it especially from such far distance as you are now. This means he has come, and then Sasha cuts off very quickly, and he pulls up a seashell. I am summoned. I am sorry, sir, but I must leave immediately. It does not look good. I hope you have friends here. But know that I, for one, always enjoyed our time together. Does, does that mean I'm not welcome Welcome back? Welcome is a strong word. It's a big planet. Hmm. But... I, I, I do have friends here, though. I have Hawkins and Vaughn. And, and, and yeah, we, we've been training together. So it's, it's, it's good. I, I do hope our paths meet again. Your robes look nice. If you're ever in Tom, you can always come visit, of course. But your access has been denied. See his shoulders slump. Um, at the same time, there's a slight relief on his face that that is kind of closure for him. 
Um, it was it was a good time in his life, but it wasn't the best. He's got it a lot better now. Um, and he turns to Sasha and says, well, either way, whatever you need me to say so you can win the bet, I'll say it. I'll say that you are happily successful in your new life. He smiles at you friendly. Thanks, Sasha. It meant a lot that you came. I insisted. He slings the spear back on his back, tightens up his belt, says, farewell to you all. He takes a running dive in the middle of the night, chasing, running as fast as he can towards the cliffs does a complete somersault, perfect swan dive into the ocean. And without a trace, he swims off deep into the Mavi Ocean. Sylvia lifts you up the two mages, the two wardens, clad in purple, mixed with Sylvia's green, assist you Sylvia has got you a nice hot cup of tea within the cafe, sitting in a private corner. She says, Sterling, I am worried. I think your time with the Delvers has come to an end, for certain, it seems. But what yeah. you experienced in Boshan, what do you think happened? She sits silently, awaiting your understanding of the situation. I I think it aided my time in the Delvers coming to an end. I think, I don't know, I don't think, I believe that what the stars are showing me happens for a reason. And I believe that this is where I'm supposed to be. And I have to address those and I'm sure I'll get a chance soon. But I'm thankful that you were there, Sylvia. Um, I. I don't have all the answers, but I, I know I'm on the right path. So, um, I think, I think I've, I think I've discovered a little bit about my parentage too. I, I, I think I may be Janassi. Uh, I haven't told this to anybody, um, and I don't really know what it means. I just I read a book, um, but, but this is if if it is, then they they. They spend a lot of time in Boshan. It's a major city, and uh, and so I think I have, there's some answers there. Um, but I don't know much about that. Do you? Smiles and says, "I have been meaning to speak with you about that, but I'm glad you brought it up first. I have concluded the same thing. You are for the rare species. Some would call it mutation. Some may call it an evolution." I call it a gift, for we do not understand all the mysteries of the universe, and there's much that is left unexplored. How you came to be a Genasi, I do not know. It is most likely a heritage, of course. And I'm proud. I'm excited. Oh, excuse me. My language is so strong. I am looking forward to seeing what you become. And if I could say, I'm proud to be part of it. Oh, well, yeah, you, you're the only one that knows right now, so I'm, st I'm still trying to work it out. I mean, and you know a lot about me now, Sylvia. Um, 
but uh, so and I know I can trust you. Uh, so thank you. You can. Um, I I am a little worried about you, Vaughn, and Hawkins going back into motion, but in my meditation time, I have been reminded by the elves who have gone before, the goddess reminding me that at the right time, you will be given what you need to safely go into Boshan. Not without incident, of course. And as much as I want to interfere <laughs> and provide you with every level of protection, I am restrained by the goddess herself, whose words remind us that patience makes the way. And oftentimes, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So I do not intend anything, but I trust you are on the right path and at the right time. The bookends will be given what they need. You and your goddess are very wise. That Your words bring me great comfort and it seems to be okay so far, you know, except for that one time, but I think we're going to deal with that. So, was it? What a night. Here I was just going for a stroll and... <laughs> well, take this at least. Just a memory, a memento from me to you. Will you not? She unclasps a bracelet. It's very simple gold and silver mixed in with no defining jewels. Mm. She hands it to you. It is a velvet make. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, uh, it, and I already feel at ease. Yes, I, I, I will keep this. Thank you. I will treasure it. Please do. And keep it close. And he adds it to his, um, star glass necklace. So it's there. Sea glass. And, well, this tea is quite lovely. Um, it's, it's been quite a night, though, I think. That my my friends might be wondering where I am. Um, yeah, I, they don't know about this this Delvers. Um, I've, I wasn't sure how much I can tell them, and now, now that it's come to a close, um, I'm not sure if I ever will. Um, but it, it set me up for good success at Baltop. Everything I learned there is because of, as you said, everything happens you know at the right time, and and I got a really good start. So. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like to keep this to myself. And you. I could tell stories about all the secrets I've kept throughout the years. But yes, it is good friends that miss you when you are gone. So please, find them tonight. For I believe you leave shortly. Kalan will be wanting to speak to you. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give it my best. As you leave, she... One more thing, Sterling. Yes, anything. A wise woman once told me, you simply finish the story when it is done. And that's how you know it's come to an end. Why does that guy question wisdom and truth and knowledge when he has so much? You are just a fountain of it. I suppose. She sighs, looks away mournfully and sad, deep into the hearth as you leave. 
Your footsteps fall ever so softly on the courtyard, now dry. Mysteriously, still, your beard is wet. You head off to your room and close out for the night with the archer watching heavily over you. And so for now, our story concludes. Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded, and we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, you should visit Tabletop Audio. Find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And thank you to all the listens for the year. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for a summation of the success of the Sojourners Awake podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend who you think would enjoy storytelling podcasts. And as always, Sojourner, may your story continue. <laughs>